We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. Welcome to our show. Did you watch the Super Bowl yesterday? 100 million Americans probably watched it. I suppose you were in the room. And uh, here's what I want to talk about this hour, the Jesus ads. He gets us ads. Did you pay attention to those? What do you think? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. What kind of conversation did uh, they bring up, if any at all? Wherever you were, 888-528-2557 is the number. Uh, other controversy, you know, with the uh, the ads, other than most of them being pretty lame, I thought. Uh, although there was a great reminder of uh, this uh, important truth, that Michael Keaton is the best Batman. Uh, also, uh, later on next hour, we'll talk about the U.S. government uh, and uh, who's looking for space aliens, apparently. And all they had to do was look at the uh, halftime show and all those guys in the hazmat outfits down there. That's probably where they were. Anyway, hey, uh, you can join the conversation by calling 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Plus, I will be giving away Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile tickets this hour. So pay attention to that. We'll let you know when the right time is to get those tickets once again, the number is 888-528-2557. You can get Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile tickets with Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas and me moderating the discussion. It's next Monday, just a week, a week to go. So uh, running out of time to get your tickets now. So call 888-528-2557 later on when I tell you that uh, we'll figure out how we're going to give those tickets out a little bit later. Don't call now if you want the tickets. Go to kkla.com and click on the Ask a Jew, Ask a a uh, Gentile banner if you want to get your tickets now. Uh, All right, so what'd you think? Uh, He gets us. This is a pretty big deal. Um, A huge amount of money is being spent on this campaign. He gets us. Did you know this? You've probably, if you watch any television, or maybe you've been on the internet, different, different sites where the ads are, these He Gets Us ads are, they believe, have been seen by two thirds of Americans even before the Super Bowl. And so I think that maybe a lot of you have already seen them and kind of what is up with them. There's been a lot of discussion about who's funding it, what are they about, who's behind it, what should I think. And I think some of that is kind of interesting, so we'll talk about that here as well. Two ads were during the Super Bowl, and uh, one of them uh, was called Be Childlike. And it started out with this uh, Patsy Cline tune. And it's showing a lot of great clips about kids and different things that you could see on the Internet. Uh, If you follow, you know, some of the kid things on YouTube or on uh, social media, there's a great, you know, video of these two little boys. And uh, one of them is a white kid. One of them is a black kid. And they're like three years old, maybe two years old. And they see each other and they run down the sidewalk. And it's a long run for these little kids. And they embrace and they hug each other. And then there's a whole bunch of other things that, that kids do. And the idea was is that, that Jesus calls us to be childlike, not childish, 
but childlike. And uh, most people thought that was one of the best ads of the day, actually. And I think that's pretty good, right? If it's going to be a Christian ad that uh, maybe that people actually enjoyed the ad. The tagline for the ad, if you go look it up at the hegetsus.com website, is back in the day, and back in Jesus's day, children weren't regarded the same way they are today. This made his teachings about the value of being childlike countercultural. Jesus taught, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And he lived it out. Childlike in humility, compassion, and gentleness. What can we learn from his example today? And it leads into some discussion, and you can click, you know, learn more and some different things if you follow that online. The second one was a uh, another video, and this one I think generated an awful lot of discussion online. It was called Love Your Enemies. And as this music is going, you see all these photos being flashed up on the screen of a lot of what we've experienced in particular the last few years of kind of left, left, left and right arguing with each other and, you know, people in each other's face and people uh, with their signs. And it was pretty careful, I think, to uh, show different things. And then the tagline, if you actually uh, go to the website and click through it, it says, we see conflict all around us. We align ourselves on different sides of the fight in battles of politics, religion, justice, and too often we let that conflict morph from a dignified defense of something good into a dehumanizing attack on the people we don't agree with. It's tearing us apart. But Jesus offered an alternative as an example, and his solution wasn't to grow apathetic and avoid the conflict altogether. He showed us something else entirely, a third way. His response to the ever-increasing volume of hate and conflict was love, not just any love, confounding, sacrificial, selfless love. You see, Jesus still stood up for what he believed in. He defended the defenseless, spoke up on behalf of the voiceless, even flipped a few tables, but in everything he did, he first moved with love toward the people he disagreed with. What if we tried to love our enemies the way Jesus loved his? How would it change the tenor of our conflicts and our conversations? Uh, what did you think about this? 888-528-2557. Did you have any thoughts? Did you have any conversations that these Jesus ads, the He Gets Us ads, generated during the Super Bowl? The number is 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you. This campaign, by the way, is something that's going to be around for a long time. It's a long campaign. The next thing coming out is a book that was written by Max Lucado, and it's called He Gets Us. It's connected to the campaign. If you, uh, I took some time to really look into this a little bit further, and if you get on their website, hegetsus.com, eventually, if you go to explore more, you kind of have to be intentional. You have to be intentional that you really want to dig down a little bit deeper to see where this is going, okay? And it's interesting because when you, when you hear the people who are behind this, and I'm going to let you hear from them in just a minute, they, they say that this is the... This is how they explain the target audience for the He Gets Us campaign, okay? The target audience is spiritually open skeptics, okay? They say that the purpose of the He Gets Us campaign is to give you a way to start conversations with people in your life, okay? So that's the target audience, and I think that's one of the ways you've got to look at it is, is who is this for, okay? It's not really for church people as far as the message goes. It's for uh, spiritually open skeptics who might want to learn more about Jesus. Um, it's, it is for church people in that what they want it to be is something that you can use in your discipleship relationships. 
okay, to start conversations with the people in your life, not just at the Super Bowl, but but in the workplace or other things. Are you talking about it today at work? Do people bring it up? Is it something that people aren't bringing up? Do you feel awkward about it? What do you think? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. There is lots of discussion out there. It's kind of interesting to me, too. I've had a lot of conversation with people about these ads, not just uh, certainly the last couple of days, but even uh, recently. And it's funny because some people think these ads are worried, okay, Christians, worried that these ads are either too far to the left or too far to the right. And if you go on and you look at some of the conversation that's online, it's funny because there are people on the left who think they're too conservative, these ads, uh, some people who aren't even Christian. Um, AOC, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, thinks that Jesus would not have spent this money on ads that promote fascism. And I've got, I don't think people know what this word means. You keep using this word fascism. I do not think you know what it means. It's uh, not about fascism, but there's uh, USA Today in their article today about these ads. You know, they said something crazy. They're talking about how some of the people who have given to this campaign, one of them is David Green. He is the uh, Hobby Lobby guy. And uh, they also give money to ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. You know, that is, it's a Christian legal organization that defends churches, uh, issues of church and state, right, at the Supreme Court and really all over the country. They do. And uh, that organization has been called all kinds of names, and uh, most of it's uh, not even related to anything true, actually. They're just being slandered by uh, different groups. Some people say that they're out there, they want to imprison homosexuals, or they want to, uh, you know, uh, imprison people for uh, sexual behaviors or give people the death penalty. None of that is true. What they do is they defend the rights of churches uh, and even religious people. They've actually defended people of different faiths where their religious rights are being challenged in uh, this culture. In fact, uh, I had them deal with something at uh, my church years ago where it was just a plainly anti, you know, unconstitutional action by the state of California. And uh, they came in and they took care of it for free. So it's a, it's a really great organization, I think. Anyway, um, what do you think about it? How does it strike you, these ads? 888-528-2557. I want to share, you know, something with you because i think that uh even when i when i'm looking at them i i wonder you know how long is it going to take to get to the gospel um i want to i think that some people on the right worry that it's it is and i'm talking about christian people not necessarily in the uh religious uh political right um but maybe evangelical church leaders worry that there's so much emphasis in these ads about the way to live your life that you begin to wonder, is the gospel there somewhere? And I thought this would be a good place for us to even have this conversation, because um, I think there's a tension. There's a tension that we, even inside the church, feel on a lot of these issues. And so I want to point something out important. I want I want you to know also where I'm coming from on something really important. This is something important for Christians, I think, to realize. You know, first and foremost, uh, we're called to make disciples— I don't want to say first and foremost, don't, you know, there's, there's many firsts here. Okay. Many things that are important. One of them is we're called to make disciples. Uh, we are not, Jesus didn't say, I want you to invite as many people into your buildings as possible and hope that they hear the gospel from the preacher. He actually told us to make disciples. It's inherently relational. And whatever you think of these ads, I think it's a great thing if it can start conversation between you and people that God has placed in your life. 
I believe that the people that God has put in your life, and I mean the people that you interact with on a regular basis, uh, the people that you see at work, the people that you share a table with in your lab at school, the people who are across the hall of your apartment, your next door neighbors, the people in your house, uh, we call that group of people your oikos. You know, our job is to demonstrate and announce the gospel to them. They're the ones who see our lives, right? They're the ones who actually can answer whether or not we believe the things that we say about Jesus. Have you thought about that? Like, if you were to go in front of the whole world and uh, share what you believe about Jesus and share your Christian faith, I'm speaking to Christians here, most people, most people on the planet wouldn't know whether or not, you know, they wouldn't know how to take it other than, okay, that's what you believe. They would probably take you at your word that this is what you believe. But there's a small group of people who would be listening to your words with a particular interest because they know you. They sit next to you at work. They see you on a regular basis. They're involved in your life. They know how serious you are about your faith, right? They know what you're like, you know, on the way to church and on the way home from church and whether that's different than the way you are at church, right? They know what you're like during the week. That group of people, that's the group of people that these conversations are for. And that's the group of people where discipleship is going to happen. Maybe some of them are Christian already and your job is to help them grow in their faith, maybe they're not Christian, and your job is to be ready to give a reason for the hope you have, you see. I don't know if uh, we, we see ourselves this way. I think this is one of the challenges for us in the church. So I think that these, these things are important. Most of the New Testament, most of the teaching of Jesus is about how do we interact with each other. Much of the teaching in the New Testament, in the letters, they usually begin with theology, and then they end with how do we act with with your oikos, the people in your life. Who does Paul write about all the time? He writes about uh, your your neighbor. He writes about your spouse. He writes about your kids. He writes about your co-workers, the people who you work for, the people you work with. It's very relational. That's That's the inherent thing about discipleship. But here's the other thing that I don't want us to miss, and this is where I think people worry that this isn't a part of it. Okay, I think it is, and I think uh, when we hear what this is about, we're going to see it. But I don't want you to miss this point about our faith. And if you're listening and you're sort of new to Christianity or you're not sure about Christianity, we're not really trying to promote something to help you have a better life. I mean, for sure, you're going to have a better life if you follow Jesus. Things will work out better for you. And then when you experience tragedy and when you experience things that don't go your way, you'll walk through that better with Jesus than you will without him. Absolutely believe that. Jesus and the gospel, this is about everlasting life. This is about payment for the guilt that we all carry or the spiritual angst, the spiritual anxiety that people have. Okay. Um, This is Jesus Christ is the salvation of the world. And this is something that's really important. You know, whenever the Pentecost happened, Jesus goes back into heaven. The disciples are ready. The beginning of the church, the Holy Spirit is poured out. Peter and the disciples are in Jerusalem, and there's all these people around, and suddenly Peter begins to preach. You know what's interesting about this? And hear me, this is really important. I think this is really important to understand our our faith, okay? And you can join our conversation, by the way, by calling 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'll get your calls here in just a second. Um. Peter, he does not get up and say about Jesus. He does not stand up and say, fellow Israelites and everybody listening, Jesus had some great teachings. 
Love your enemy. Love your enemy. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. He didn't say, he didn't get up and say, these are the most amazing teachings, and we can change the world if we go forward with this. Now, those things are true. They're, they're wonderful things. But this is actually what Peter said, and this is important. It's Acts 2.22. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. See, these people were not debating whether or not he had done these miracles. They know for sure because they were living there, okay? They, they saw it. Verse 23, this man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. Now, that's not always the way that you win over an audience, but that's what Peter does. As Peter says, you people out there, you, you knew who he was, you knew what he did, and you killed him. <laughs> that's what he says. Um, but they're listening, right? But then he continues this way, but God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. See, these people, by the way, knew for a fact whether or not Jesus rose from the grave. It wasn't a matter of faith for most of them. They had seen him. They knew where the tomb was. There wasn't a disagreement about where is the tomb and, and competing people selling tickets, you know, like they do today. They knew what tomb he was in and they knew it wasn't in there. Peter continues later, he says, fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of it. See, it's important that we see this, that yes, Jesus gives us a better life, better way to life, you know, a wise life. I promise you in 50 years of, of ministry, going back to the time where I'm a pastor's kid, right, and I see it, to 25 years of my own and my Christian walk, I promise you that people who walk with Jesus in their life, who put their faith with Jesus, their life is better, this life. But it's so much more than that, okay? It's about everlasting life. It's about the fact that death will not have a hold on you. When you believe in Jesus, you will rise up out of the grave one day, right following Jesus through the holy punch and death into everlasting life. Don't miss that. That's where, you know, the, that is such an important thing. I'm telling you that so I can say this. Do not forget that the way we get people to hear that is John 13, 35, where Jesus says by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Not if you go to church on Sunday, not if you read your Bible every day, not if you're in a small group, uh, not if you go to church on Wednesday night. See, it's how we treat one another. And that's where I think the power of ads like this can be leveraged. All right, what'd you think of the He uh, he Gets Us ads? 888-528-2557. Rachel in Orange County, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, thank you. Hi, Rachel. So uh, I thought the ads were were good, and and you know I did have conversation with with some people about it, and um, one one of my friends in particular um, liked it, and she is a Christian but doesn't really um, follow you know does what Christ like. She thinks it's okay, abortion's okay. I personally don't think how you could call yourself Christian and think that abortion is okay. So we get into these arguments, and then we just end up saying, you know what, let's just agree to disagree, and it becomes awkward. She did tell me that. She said, you know, I'm just not comfortable talking about my faith. Um, so when this commercial came up, I thought that there's, you know, I, I'm, I kind of maybe am more like 
Peter in a sense where I'm just like, I'll cut your ear off or, you know, and then at the same time, I, I deny him other times too. So, um, but it, it has taught me, I, when I first heard the commercial, I was kind of, I got to say, at first I was kind of like, well, I was hoping it would be more. Um, mm. But after, you know, uh, just kind of letting it re- resin with me in my head, I thought, you know, like you said earlier, this is for a certain uh, group of people. And I do think just bringing, to get them to provoke a conversation about it. And I, I think that in that aspect, it, it made its point. And so ultimately, I would say I like the commercial because of that. But it took me, it took me a few hours to stew on it. <laughs> and when I woke up, I thought, you know what? It was a good commercial. Anything that sparks a conversation is good. It definitely makes you think, um, doesn't it? Now, would, it does. Were you able to have and, more of a conversation with your friend about it? We, you, we did. You know, we, we thought it was good. She liked it. We have different, complete views, and I really have learned to um, to also just try to, instead of saying, well, no, that's not right, this, 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 and that, you know, um, she likes to throw out the, the most popular one is, um, you know, if you judge, you'll be judged, and, and, and I'm just really so tired of that one. Everybody uses it, and um, I think it is okay to judge um, righteously, but also... Um, she knows me from forever, so she also knows I'm not yeah. a righteous person. Right. Um, so, and then there's that, you know. So, but you can um, at least I've approach her. Uh, you can approach her from a a standpoint of humility because she knows that uh, you also need a savior named Jesus. Absolutely, and that's all. I that's what I come to the conclusion. It's like, hey, I really I I am not here to judge. You know, it, I I love you. I can only tell you what. He's done for me. That that's it, you know. So, um, and the commercial actually did get us. It got you talking. You know, got a little. They got a little kind of like, well, I'm not comfortable, but but then it actually got me to lighten up in in my own self and say, hey, you know, I I don't know. I don't know all the answers. I can only tell you what he's done for me, and and, and I hope you see a difference. And yeah. then she admitted to me, I do see a difference. Yeah. So. I think, I think that matters, Rachel. And uh, I got to take a break, but Rachel, I'll, I'll leave you with a couple of things. You know, the the scriptures. You know, Jesus does plenty of judging of other religious people, like the people who are supposed to get it. And I don't think right. you know he was pretty judgmental with the Pharisees, but with other people, and he's the judge, by the way. Um, it's okay to challenge other believers, other Christians about their faith, but we should always drive it back to Jesus. You know, maybe in your conversations, eventually you can say, well, what would Jesus really think about abortion? Right? Uh, you know, that's, right. and that's, I think, what a, a good part of what this uh, He Gets Us thing is doing is it's focusing on Jesus, and that's really where the conversation needs to go as much as possible. Rachel, thank you for your call. I'm glad you had that conversation with your friend, and uh, I'm glad that you thought about it for a while. I think these ads are, are um, impactful this way. What do you think about it? Give me a call, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. How do these ads help you or uh, what was your response to them uh, that he gets us? Jesus ads at the Super Bowl, or maybe you've seen them somewhere else. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. We'll be back as the Monday edition continues. 
This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good to be back with you, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the He Gets Us campaign, the ads that you probably saw during the Super Bowl yesterday. What did you think? What kind of conversation have you had about those? 888-528-2557. Lots of people, you know, there's a lot of conversation about where these things come from. Who's paying for that? I think it's $7 million for a 30-second ad. So there's an awful lot of money spent on uh, these ads, on any ads out there for the Super Bowl. Uh, one of the people who has been a part of it is uh, David Green, and uh, he is the CEO of Hobby Lobby. Maybe you know him. Here's some of the things that he had to say. So somehow or another today we're seen as the haters, and yet we have the greatest story in the world about Christ who died for us while we're yet sinners. So we're not the haters. We're the one that's got the best and the greatest love story in the world. One of the things I think that, uh, you know, that's something that he's saying, but one of the things that the people who are putting the he gets us ads out are saying is that that somehow we became the haters right in the culture the the understanding of of who we are have you experienced that i think there's there's sort of different levels of it right there's the, there's sort of the group of people who they just call everybody a hater who disagrees with them right that's part of kind of where we're at is that we no longer uh, tolerate different beliefs. Tolerance has become you believe what I believe, otherwise you're a bad person, right? And there's really only one way. It's such an interesting thing. Christians were kind of always on the outside of the tolerance thing anyway, like we tolerate everybody except those Christians. But uh, now it's kind of in this place where only thing that's tolerable are people who believe whatever this uh, agenda is that we have today. So for example, you know, you have to believe that um, men can give birth and men can have periods and men can, men who are really, uh, you know, and men who decide to transition into women are really the same as women. And then if you don't believe that you're some kind of hater and you need to be canceled, even though 10 minutes ago, nobody thought that made any sense. And that's the, that's a, that's a huge change, right? So there's a crowd out there that, uh, if you believe in Jesus or you believe in God, or you believe in the idea that, um, there's male and female, God created them. If you believe that we need a savior, that there's only one savior available, um, that you're a hater or that you're a hater because you might believe if, as Christians would, that Jesus is the only savior available, right? Tolerance has never really fit too well into a Christian mindset in the, in the modern context of it. Does that make sense? So it's a very, uh, interesting time we live in. So this He Gets Us campaign is targeting people who are skeptics, um, but spiritually open skeptics. That's what they have to say. And the people who are the spokespeople for it, one of them is Jason Vanderground, and uh, he was recently on a uh, podcast called the Ed Stetzer Live podcast. You know who Ed Stetzer is? He's a great uh, podcast host, and uh, he's got a show on, on Moody Radio. It's on Saturdays. Ed Stetzer Live is what it's called. Um, he does a lot of things he might be listening because he's in uh, Southern California now uh, at uh, Mariner's Church out there. He had uh, Jason Vanderground on his podcast. Here's a clip from it. This started about two years ago for us, and it and it started with this problem statement, really a problem question, which was, like, how did the world's greatest love story become known as a hate group? Not that it is, but that it's often seen and positioned as that. And so we just said, 
you know, if, if Jesus was telling us that to be identified as his followers, people would know that, that we were doing that by the way that we loved each other, our love, our peace, our kindness, the way that we treated other people, even though we would have differences with them, of course, and Jesus certainly did as well. But that's really the foundation. That was the foundational question. And then we said, can we set out on a quest to use media like what you're saying, radio, TV, digital media, to raise the respect and the relevance of Jesus, and then to call all of us to reflect his model, his teachings, and his treatment of others in the way that we interact with our family and friends and neighbors every day. So that's a, a behind-the-scenes look at what this is about from Jason Vanderground. He is the spokesperson for He Gets Us. These are the Super Bowl ads. Did you see those ads? 888-528-2557. And even if you didn't get to see the ads, let me ask you this question. How comfortable are you at creating a conversation about faith, about spiritual things, with people who are in your life who don't know Jesus? Is this something that you feel like you are capable of doing? Somebody once said uh, in a funny way, old statement, that Christians uh, are all excited about evangelism as long as somebody else is doing it. And <laughs> uh, that's kind of funny, right? It's it's not funny, but it's, it is, I think, the way we feel a lot about it. We hope, you know, there's so much emphasis on bringing people to church, which I think is fine, but I would say that's not the first step right? That's that's later on down the road. Your first step with the people that you are in your life who you want to know Jesus is to pray for them. That's the very first thing I think that you do is you you pray for them. And then, and then I think here's the scary prayer is, and it shouldn't be scary because you've got the Lord with you, the Holy Spirit with you, but then ask God to use you in their life. And I think God answers that prayer. Say to God, God, uh, I'm praying for this person. I want them to get to know Jesus. If there's a way that you would use me to open up a conversation or to help them in a certain way that they would see the love of Jesus, would you do that? I think God does that, and he answers that prayer relatively quickly because I think the reason that you're there is to show them and demonstrate and announce the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're empowered to do. We've got the Holy Spirit for us. That's the purpose of, of the fruit of the Spirit. You know, if the purpose of God was that you get all the, the fruits of the Spirit and you grow spiritually, um, but if that's the end of it, if, that's, if the purpose is just you, then, you know, it's kind of a waste of time. We should just go be with the Lord because we'll never have as much self-control in this life as we will in heaven. And we will never have as much faith in this life as we will in heaven. We will never be as good in this life as we will in heaven. You know, all of those things where God wants to grow us uh, will never be as good We'll never have as much gentleness. We will not have as much kindness. We will never, never reach that point that is so great that it's the same as when we're in heaven until we get there. And if that really is the goal, then, then that's what should happen when you get saved. You go right to be with Jesus. Instead, the goal is to make disciples. And we have the fruit of the Spirit so that we become more Christ-like. It's part of that process, but it's also part of our e- evangelism. It's part of making disciples is that it shows people. People will know that we are Christian by our love, Jesus said. I'm wondering, is it hard for you to bring up spiritual conversations? Do you even think of it that way, that part of our goal is to do that? This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We're talking about um, sharing your faith and using tools like the He Gets Us ads. What did you think about those ads? 
people, as we talked about in the last segment, have some different opinions. Some people think they're kind of uh, right and left uh, in different ways, and they're not too sure, is this a good tool or not? And one thing I would say is use it as a tool for the right purpose, whether it's good or not. I mean, you certainly can can do that. Uh, I think that is something you can easily do. Um, But I think that you're also going to find that whenever we are really speaking about the true Jesus of the Bible, we're going to find that there is some tension. We're going to find that there is tension between um, people kind of on some right and left believers um, because there's so much politics involved in our our discussion. This is Jason Vanderground again from He Gets Us. It is an interesting experience because if you go back to the Gospels, which is what we do, and we just try to represent what what were Jesus's teachings and treatment of other people? What was his biography? That's really what he gets us focused on. So when you do that, oftentimes people will say, well, you must be left or you must be right. They see it in more of a political context. So I've literally been asked, like, well, you do that refugee ad about Jesus being a refugee because, you know, God came to Joseph in a dream and said, you, you have to go. Herod is coming to kill him. And so whether you consider that a refugee or an internally displaced person, people are saying, like, that's got to be a left message. And we're like, no, it's just like straight up Gospels. And then same thing. Other people will say it's, it, it's got to be hard right, right people. And really what it's, it's a beautiful group of individuals, families, organizations that have come together through something called the Signatory, based in Kansas City, where they have decided to pool their money, and then the signatory um, really manages, he gets us. And that's who uh, is uh, running that uh, program out there. People ask about that. What do you think about this? Uh, how is uh, the He Gets Us ads uh, helping you about your faith, what your response to it, or in general, just how do you feel about sharing your faith? Does it make you nervous? Uh, do you need some help getting uh, intentional about it? How do you see it? 888-528-2557. Todd in Huntington Beach, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Scott, how are you? I'm good, Todd. How are you doing? Good, thanks. I wanted to address your, uh, you know, being comfortable talking about your faith. Yeah. Um, my life, I'm firefighter, getting ready to retire, got diagnosed with PTSD. I was pulled off of the job. Um, two deployments to the Dixie Fire in 21. 2017 knew I had issues. Mm. Go to church, pray. But what I like to term, unfortunately, is I went, but I never participated. As I'm off of work, going through psychology, that it was very difficult for me to talk about. So even to be open about this is, is huge. But my city assigned me to a psychologist. I was taken off the job in September of 21. January 22, I got a phone call from the city that says, hey, we disagree. Everything with your psychologist, you're no longer getting paid. I'm a family of four, two kids, my wife. So to tell my wife, and we were at a soccer game for my son in high school, I go, you're not going to believe the phone call I got. We just got uh, denied all the treatment records, and I'm no longer going to get paid anymore. So had to get into a lawsuit, very lengthy. I looked up at that moment to the sky and I said, God, it's yours. I can't do this. I, I don't know where to go or what to do. And I made a stronger commitment to the Lord. And I think we've all been guilty of this is when we pray to the Lord and ask for help, we have a tendency to say thank you and turn away. My commitment has been that if you can get me through this, let it be your will. 
I'm here. I'm not turning away. And this is the conversation I have with people now. I'm, I'm not afraid. Yeah. I want to stand up for the Lord. I want to share my story that when I was praying in church in March, I'm sorry, May, waiting for another, I had to go through some more treatment and evaluations. I got a phone call from the city that said after another assessment, they're taking me back on payroll while I was on my knees in church praying. God so answered is, my prayer. And this I is shared. a big part of your story that you're able to share with people. A hundred percent. And I'm not afraid. Yeah. And people need to understand that we have to turn to the Lord, especially in these times of persecution of the unborn, um, that people that are going to rallies being termed radicals, you know, when I'm going to say rally for uh, pro-life, there's an attack on us. And that's what's so beautiful about that ad that came in the Super Bowl. I looked at it and thought, what is this? Is this going to be an ad about hate speech? And then you see Jesus in, in yellow, and it's like, this is wonderful. Yeah. Can you this hold on a second? I'm, I'm way over on uh, for the commercial. Can you hold on through the break, and then we can continue when you get back? Are you able to do that? Yes. All right, hold on a second, Todd. This is Southern California Live. When we come back, we'll hear more about Todd and his experience uh, with these uh, commercials for He Gets Us. You can call and join the conversation now. 888-528-2557. This is the Monday edition of Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Monday edition continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. We're talking about the He Gets Us ads from the Super Bowl and whether tools like that have helped you in sharing your faith. And Todd in Huntington Beach was just telling us about his experience as a firefighter where he um, went on, I think he said, uh, disability. And uh, then they took him off of that uh, after some PTSD. And then they put him back on after he was praying in church. And he was talking about the ability to share your story and what God has done. So Todd, when you saw that he gets us ad, you know, what was your response to that? It was exciting because to see, think about all the commercials that are on TV, in one of which for a while there was the day after pill, um, Mm. absolutely counterproductive to Christianity. It's about time, and I think it's bold and brave for these creators of commercial to bring it out, especially during Super Bowl when there's an extremely, you know, vast audience that it did what I think it's supposed to, and that's to create discussion and talk, and we shouldn't be afraid to talk about Christ. We need to be able to share those and bring Christians and non-Christians together to make this a better world so we're not dealing with mutilation of children. We're not dealing with good versus evil in the sense of um, transgender and, and, and things like that that bring our world into a darker place. So it's important. And you found it to be a beneficial thing for you to share your story with uh, people in your life, or what God's done in your life? You've, you found that that works? 100%. Yeah. What would you what would you yeah, say to somebody will, who's afraid of uh, maybe uh, letting people know that they're a believer or that God has done things in their life? Not to be afraid. I would say part of that is read the Bible. No, pray for wisdom, pray for understanding. Read Old Testament and New Testament because one something that was taught to me was the new. The New Testament is hidden in the Old Testament, and the Old Testament is revealed in the New Testament. And when you pray for wisdom, you pray for the Holy Spirit to help you share this. 
hopefully you can get it across in a manner that they'll understand and you won't have the fear. You'll have the strength of the Holy Spirit and get your point across to people and hopefully they'll understand and, and, and understand you're speaking from the heart. Yeah, well, a big part of it is uh, having faith. Well, thank you, Todd, for sharing your story with us, and I'm glad that you can encourage us to share our faith. Thank you for what you do, Scott. Appreciate it. Thank you, Todd. This is Southern California Live, 888-528-2557 is the number. You know, there is, I don't know if you even get into it, I think it just gets so negative all the time, people who uh, will criticize one person's way of evangelism or not. And, you know, I think that the Lord will one day have his say on that right? Jesus is going to make things clear, you know, what did you spend your time doing and how did this, you know, what was really a lot of it is what is the heart behind it. I think that is a bunch of what Jesus is going to say to all of us. D.L. Moody had a uh, great quote I saw that I think is something good for us to remember. He said, it is clear that you don't like my way of doing evangelism. And there's a lot of that right now, people going back and forth, you know, in their response to these ads or response to other things, you know, about whether or not this is okay. He said, it's clear that you don't like my way of doing evangelism. You raise some good points. Frankly, I sometimes do not think my way of doing, I do not, frankly, I do not like my way of doing evangelism, but I like my way of doing it better than your way of not doing it. Ouch. <laughs> That's what he said. And uh, I think that uh, that is something that should challenge us, right? And the simplest way, I think, to do we, your your personal evangelism, if that's what you call it. I prefer that we, we talk more about discipleship because it's more than just letting people know about Jesus and more than getting them to that point where they accept Jesus. That's a big, big part of it. But it's also helping us grow in our faith, right? To grow uh, stronger in knowing who Jesus is and knowing what our role is. That's a place where I think the church has has not done so well. You know, we we have discipleship plans, but do we follow them? Are you and I really doing them? Uh, that's why a mentor of mine, you know, uses the the oikos idea that you've got eight to fifteen people that God has purposefully and providentially placed in your relational world. Figure out who those eight to fifteen people are. I'll bet that you spent Super Bowl with some of those people. You watched it. I'll bet that you uh, are thinking about them right now. The people closest to you. Uh, they're not always people you like, and they're not always people that like you. Um, but they're in your life. And I think that we should remember that their plan A in, you know, for who gets to hear, you know, how they're going to hear the gospel. Well, it's you and me, the people in uh, their life. I mean, there are, there are lots of people listening to me right now and they hear the gospel and it's broadcast and other things. But you know what? There's a handful of people in my life, small number of people who know whether or not I believe this stuff. Right. I mean, that's, uh, I think it's A.W. Tozer who once said, um, the scary thing about ministry is you can learn how to do it, right? There are a small number of people who really know what you believe. That's your oikos. That's where you make disciples. It's where you have influence. And if I could encourage you, leverage things like these He Gets Us ads. Whatever you think about it, whatever your, your concerns are about it, leverage things like this toward those conversations. I think God can use all of those things in uh, your life. Okay, we're going to give away some Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile tickets, um, and that's coming up a week from today, February 20th. 
call right now. Be caller number eight right now. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 for free tickets for Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. It's Monday, February 20th. It's at 7 p.m. at Pasadena First Church of the Nazarene. I'm looking forward to it. It's with Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas. And uh, I'll be moderating a discussion with those two guys. And it's a Jewish-Christian dialogue. And this is another thing that maybe this is a tool where you invite somebody to uh, come to it with you because maybe they're Jewish or maybe they're just skeptical or maybe they're Christian or they are kind of exploring the faith. And this is an opportunity to hear what different people think. Dennis Prager is Jewish. He's an observant Jew. He's going to explain a lot of what Jewish people think about Jesus, about Messiah, about the Old Testament, about the law. Eric Metaxas is Christian. He's going to give the Christian perspective on these things, and they're going to have a discussion about it. It's not really a debate for a debate's sake. Um, it is uh, a discussion, a dialogue, and we're going to have a lot of fun. The number is 888-528-2557. Call right now for free tickets, 888-528-2557. And uh, we'll take uh, caller eight here in just a second. Uh, 888-528-2557. And this is coming up next Monday. So uh, it's President's Day on Monday, so there should be less traffic. There is also a VIP reception, so you'll have an opportunity to meet Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas if you get a VIP reception. That's not what I'm giving away right now. Uh, I'm giving away the general admission ones. General admission seating, uh, we'll start seating people at 645. Begins right at 7, so you want to get there uh, in enough time to to do all that. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be uh, a great opportunity for you to share your faith, a great opportunity for um, you to learn and grow in your faith. And uh, uh, it's Monday, February 20th at 7 p.m. All right, I'm going to go to the uh, phones here. And uh, hi, who's this? This is Bruce Monroe. Hi, Bruce. Welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing? Doing fine, thank you. Hey, uh, what do you think about the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile? What would you like to get out of it? Um, I would like to get uh, a better sense of how Christianity differs from Judaism. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great opportunity for that. And you are our eighth caller, and I'm going to give you free tickets. Oh, so great. You're going to get two, two free tickets to this event, so stay on hold here, and we'll get your name and address, and uh, we want to make sure that uh, we get you that. So don't hang up the phone. Congratulations. Thank you. We're going to be giving away tickets uh, in the next hour also, so stay tuned. Next hour, we're going to talk about uh, the shooting gallery in the skies. It's not part of the NFL experience in the Super Bowl halftime show. It is um, the first time, I think, in our nation's history that uh, we are shooting uh, – objects out of the sky over the United States. And uh, what does it mean? What do you think about that? A uh, big story in the news today after three additional objects shot down over the uh, the water. And we'll talk about that. This is Southern California Live. If you want to get the podcast of our show, just go to your radio station website and go to keyword Scott. You'll find the SoCal Live page and the podcast is right there. You can also find it on Spotify. Just look for Southern California Live and subscribe to our podcast. Go ahead and get that. And um, you can always get every hour of our, our show and uh, you never have to miss an episode. Once again, if you want to get tickets to Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile, go to kkla.com, kkla.com. Click the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile banner and you can buy tickets. Today, I'll be giving away some more tickets next hour. This is Southern California Live. I'll be back as the Monday edition continues. Stay tuned.